So let's talk about uh, your trip. Big trip. Yes, big huge, trip. Huge trip. Went to the mini apple, as some folks call it. They call it the mini apple. I think some folks. I saw that in the movie. Once. I like that though. I the, never heard that, but the I'm the mini I'm apple in. of Minnesota. All right. Um, went to Minneapolis and went to Full Gear. Full Gear. Yeah, had to just just had to go see a pay per view live. I don't know. I just felt the urge. I was like, I've never been to one. I want to go see one, so I did it. I loved it, but like you just and it was the, like the biggest impulse. Like it was just like literally like an RKO out of nowhere. You're t- going to the pay per view, yeah. And I got tickets, and you did it, and it was just like I was. I had fun. That was awesome, yeah. And I think it delivered. It was good. The show was fantastic. Yeah, from sh- on, from my from the Bleacher Report perspective, it was good. Hatch, but Tony Khan, call us about Bleacher Report because they don't have what happened with the app. They, their app is just crap. Yeah. <laughs> On Apple TV to the point where they just abandoned it. So did it stop streaming? Yeah, you can't stream it. But you can stream it in their Roku app, which you have. Yeah. You can stream it in Xbox. Are you just, So you're telling me there's more people watching Full Gear on Xbox than Apple TV? I digress. I seriously doubt that. I don't know. They had it on Sling. If you have Sling TV. You yeah, can you it. can do it on Sling. But they just they left out Apple TV and Google. So I don't know if this if it's a financial situation because I, I I was fine you know being in tech we had a device and I was just like fine I'll just use a Mac and I'll go to bleacherreport.com and I'll throw use it to a the cable like a savage yeah exactly it's just like oh come on it's like I'll throw it to but it didn't need to happen yeah but either way you had a much better viewing experience it than was I good. did. We had it seats. Was... All right. So, you know, my birthday's coming up. I was like, screw it. We're yeah. going up to, all the way to the mini apple. Let's splurge. Let's get some, uh, let's get some better seats. So we got on the floor. Uh, so we were, we were really close. You were good. super close. And yeah. if you're listening to this, check out our socials. There's some great pictures. You got, got. some good pics, man. You got that videos. We'll post those on YouTube for you folks. Yeah. I mean, you were like, you actually had the, the Minneapolis street fight happening right in front of you. Oh yeah. Yeah. It spilled out right in front of us. That was great. Uh, but top to bottom, man, this card was stacked. It really was. It was an amazing show. And I was thinking about how, well, um, had, had I not been going, I was still super excited for the show. I was like, that's one thing about AEW that I love. Their their pay per views are so spaced out; they feel special. Yeah, the cards always big, and it's just an event. It feels like an event again. It did feel like an event, and you're excited for these to come along. And uh, yeah, it was a great show. It delivered, and I, I watched it, uh, you know, live immediately after at the hotel room. We're watching it on the, uh, you know, watching it on the stream. Oh, okay. And uh, and just, you got that comparison. Just getting the comparison view, you know. I didn't see you. I was looking. I don't know. We might have been. We might have been in the beginning shots on the uh, on the uh, the buy-in. Possibly. Okay. Yeah. Well, how was the how was the crowd? Because I I was telling you earlier, the crowd came. They were definitely in the show, but they didn't come across as rowdy or like this. You wouldn't yeah. come to this town if this was going to be a, a takeover. Look, yeah. I mean, if I may, you know, if I may, I think the people in Minneapolis are just kind of nice. They seem like nice folks. I don't. I don't think they came across as rowdy. It wasn't as rowdy as a wrestling crowd as you expect. I didn't hear a lot of curse words. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't hear a lot of like really loud commentary going on during the uh, matches and stuff like that. They were subdued, but they were into it. I mean, the crowd was hot. Standing when we were standing in line to get in, and we had the early access entry. You know what I mean? It was. It was. 
the line even just for that was all the way like oh that's right you had early access too yeah yeah we got in the early access too oh wow just did did the full ticket man did you do uh any uh meet and greets while you're in there didn't do any meet and greets um didn't really know about them or what was going on i heard there was a few that that on the thursday before we got yeah you can't tell because they you know kind of like that WrestleMania has kind of trained everybody that it was just like, you'll have events around the town, but not necessarily the night of. They want the show to be focused on the show. There was, I saw that uh, they were at some bar near the Target Center the night before, and the the acclaimed was doing like some live, some live rapping. Oh man, I man, I'm I'm a big, he's good man. Yeah, he's good. His raps are are really good. Yeah. Because they weren't, yeah, no, they weren't on this, the show but they are they're definitely they're moving up the ranks yeah uh, we, we can do a whole show about their raps i think their raps are even uh even more edgy than john cena you know dr Thug, thugonomics mm-hmm. right but they were not on here but so you were like you said you were pretty visible uh during the buy-in yeah possibly mm-hmm. uh which had a hot match right out of the gate to me it was just like I didn't want to sound like an 80s announcer, but the, any of these matches could be a main event on any night. But, like, they had a buy-in match that was pretty much a main event. It was good. Yeah, Hikaru Shida and our our favorite Thunder Rosa against Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero on the anniversary of Eddie Guerrero's passing. Yeah, it made sense uh, after the fact. I think I think uh, initially it was a little disappointed we weren't going to get a Thunder Rosa match on the, the uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, well, she yeah. was hurt, right? So I feel like Has this she was been hurt. She, yeah, I think she was under concussion protocol. Oh, there you go. All right. So I yeah, think definitely. that's why, because uh, she's groomed. She's she's got to be groomed to be the next carrier of the belt. She's yeah, gotta, I mean, she's got to be the next world champion. I think Has is she be. even is she in the running for the TBS belt or not? She is. She's so in these the mix. So, so these four. Uh, Sheeta, Rosa, uh, Jamie Hayter, Nyla Rose, these were, were the top four contenders that are in, that they have the buy for that TBS tournament. Right, okay. That's their, that's why they put them together in here. So they got the buy, so they're in the running. So more than likely, one of these four are gonna, could have the belt. Yeah. I don't know, though. It could be, uh, get that for me. Jade Cargill, Jade, Jade Cargill. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I, I feel I like she's she, still, she's still only like a year in the business. So, like, how long do you wait? But she looks like a champ, and she, she carries herself so well, like a pro. She doesn't carry herself like yeah. somebody who's been in the business for only a year. Yeah, but so, how are, how are her matches though? Well, I mean, think about it. that was her first match, right? That match with Shaq, and yeah. you couldn't even tell. And and she's. Her matches are still pretty solid. I mean, you see, you see some daylight on, and I don't mean daylight because I, I probably opposite. She's probably uh, more stiff than she needs to be. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how they decide who who's ready and who's not ready for the belt. But they they got to just continue to groom her because if they do that right, she's she's a long run star. Yeah. So I mean, I have some thoughts on the women's division in AEW right now, and I think I, 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 I'm not sure. I think they're kind of in a weird spot right now, um, right, you know, right, especially with the TBS belt and who gets that. I think that you know you want that belt to be elevated right off the bat, right? And I think it only makes sense for a couple of people to get it, a very two, maybe three people to get it. It only makes sense, and I think one of them is Jade Cargill. 
Yeah. I think she, she'd be a huge monster heel. She could hold it, do an Andre the Giant kind of thing for a while. Yeah, because she'd hold it for a while. And it would be good. Good way to kickstart the thing. Another way to really kickstart that belt is for Thunder Rosa to get it. Yeah. And to immediately elevate, I think that immediately elevates that belt. I like that idea. Um, I love the idea of basically Thunder Rosa having an ultimate warrior type run with the in, the intercontinental belt. Yeah. And then then you have belt for belt, right? And then yeah. that's the match that you're that's the money match when she she gets her rematch from the lights out match with Britt Baker. Cuz I think I I think that Thunder Rosa taking the strap from Britt right now is not is doesn't benefit either of them. In a great way. Yeah. You know? Not yet. I think, I honestly, I want Britt Baker to hold that title forever. <laughs> like, I want her to have it forever. I, I don't want her to ever lose it, honestly. And I, I say that just as a fan, you know? I think she's great. I think she's a little bit right now, um, not to get into spoilers or whatever, but I think she's a little overprotected right now. I think they get, need to give her a little room to have some hotter matches and not so much interference and do the whole heel thing where her buddies are helping her out. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just I, I don't know. I think that's kind of run its course. She's very protected. but yeah. I, And you remember when, going back to when Chris Jericho had the belt, and I was very nervous of just like I wanted him to hold that belt as long as possible because that's what adds the value. Yeah. You know, but it's got to be, like you said, it's got to be they hold the belt but they are always in danger of losing the belt. Yeah. And again, we'll we'll talk about the Brit match uh with Ty Conti. Well, we should get into the show. All right. Yeah. So we got the hot we got the awesome opener. It was great. Yep, Thunder Rosa and Cheeto went over. How was the crowd reaction for her? Thunder Rosa huge. Yeah, it's huge, right? Yeah, huge pop. She's everywhere. She's her own thing. <laughs> she is her own she thing. She is David S. Pumpkins yeah. of uh, of uh AEW. She's her own thing, man, and I think that's why her, her, whenever she gets the belt, it's going to be a huge deal. It's going to be big. Yeah. And she has her, she has her angle going with busted open radio with Dave LaGreca. Uh, we're sponsoring her show coming up on, on November 20th. You know, the sea to shining sea. We're going to go see that face off. She'll, I mean, look, she's got, she's got national recognition with an angle with, you know, a huge show on Sears XM. She has her own company. She's a woman entrepreneur yep. and she, and again, this goes back to the women's division was kind of just kind of there, but then it was Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. And like now everyone's like Britt got all the credit, but Thunder was just as important in that. Yeah. Just as important in that. Yeah. So she I'm glad she got that reaction in there. But and it was a good match, you know. It was a it was a really good match and uh Vicky Guerrero got her uh It was great. I think I love her car I, I love her Carl Sheeta since she lost the belt. I, to me, I think she was better without it. Yeah. No, I think she is better without it. Yeah. And then um, I, th- I think Jamie Hayter's great. You know, I think oh, yeah, she's going to be she's going to be a big deal eventually. Yeah. I loved I got some, you know, saw her really interacting with the fans out there in the front row, getting in their faces, talking smack. It was good. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm a big fan of her. I don't know how that she just got part of the uh, the DMD click, but it, she's going to eventually break away and it's going to be great. The only, the only thing I would say about this match was I loved the Eddie Guerrero love and respect he was getting of that all night. But it, it happened, like, right out of the gate, and the people were chanting. And I, and they were, I get it, because Vicky was yeah, out Vicky there. Yeah, Vicky was there. But it's just, like, I feel for the performers at that moment that yeah. you're, like, you know, you're trying your best to entertain them. And I, and it's so it's a really it's a really fine line that you have to run. But they all did it. You know, Eddie... 
got his respect from CM Punk. He got it from his great friend, Chris Jericho. So yeah. during that match, I was like, I, I felt for him a little bit. But other than that, because it was, it was a great match for a buy-in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a pay-per-view match. And I like, you know, I, I like the buy-in for not filling that up with other matches. Yeah. They let that match have that spot. Yeah. And it's good. And it's an, it's an important, it's an important spot, you know, yeah. because like what we're going to talk about next, you know, it's, it's a very underrated, but most important spot of the card is the curtain jerk. Yep. Were you surprised that the curtain jerk was MJF versus Darby Allen, which, you know, they talk about the pillars of AEW and these two are two of the pillars and yeah. they opened up the show. I was surprised. And I think a lot of people were surprised because I was actually, we were standing in the drink line. We got up right after the, uh, the buy-in match to go grab a, go grab a beverage and uh, you heard NJF's music kick off, and the line broke, and people started running back to their seats. <laughs> yeah, these these guys, I freaking loved that. You know, spoiler alert, obviously, MJF went over on Darby by pinfall. But I loved that he called his spot like Babe Ruth, and he called it on a very – I am going to – I can beat you with a headlock takeover. Yeah. He called his spot. Now, granted, he used the, uh, the ring – for yeah. you know to the shot but i mean that was such a an old school heel move mm-hmm. like see i beat you with a headlock takeover yeah like oh you hit him with the freaking ring yeah but crowd seemed really into this i don't know why sting didn't stay i, I don't know and i feel like this is happening a lot with AEW they don't stay ringside they just come out during the uh, intro and then they walk back after a fist bump yeah i don't know i guess I, I have no idea. But, I mean, uh, you know, for, in this particular case, it just basically was set up for Sting to run back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. And they had the uh, the rest of the uh, the pinnacle, which I guess they're still kind of a thing, right? They don't really yeah. I don't, I don't reference exactly. it as much, but they had the chairman. He was I, out there, Sean yeah. Spears. I feel like it's just a thing until somebody turns on MJF, which is you know, it's probably going to be Wardlow. Oh, yeah, Wardlow's definitely... They're setting that up for it sure. Was, it was a great match, though. They did a lot of in, you know indie style little things in there with the uh, the ro- the nonstop roll ups. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah that did and, w- and that's something I think they did that on YouTube before back in, in another show. Really? And they, yeah, they brought that out for. Uh, I liked it. I was just like I was afraid <laughs> that the ref was going to accidentally count three. <laughs> yeah, because it was it was tough when you because you just kept hearing constant hitting. Yeah, that spot stood out to me, and then. That freaking Topea Suicida. Mm-hmm. That's how that Darby does, you know, because I guess he's maybe he's not tall that he's able to do it through the bottom rope. Yeah, but he's man, small, he small is like a missile. I mean, yeah. that was such a stiff hit. And there was a few stiff shots. The, and then that stuff pile driver on the apron. Uh-huh. I was like, wow. They, I noticed that MJF does a lot of that stuff on that apron, which is such a hard play. I hope that, I mean, I haven't been in the business for 30 years, but I've hoped since then they've reinforced that part of the ring because that part of the ring is like a rock. Yeah. They do so many bumps on there. And I was yeah. like, man, I really hope that's reinforced because that's a really hard part of the ring. And to take a stuffed pile driver. Wow. But Darby's just so light and flexible, though. He just takes that. Yeah, I guess they do, man. But that's it, sort of his thing. Can I cut a promo on Darby's filmmaking yes, right do now? It. Yeah, go. Yeah, cut a, like cut a promo this whole on thing that. with I like his I like his intro movie gimmick, and I like that he's doing that, and I like that they give him the freedom, the creativity to do those. Yeah, but like I just um, 
not getting it. <laughs> I'm not getting the point exactly. <laughs> like, I get that they're mysterious and maybe trying to be Lynchian or whatever. I, 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 maybe we're not supposed to really understand them. But maybe they're a little a little too artsy-fartsy. I don't know. Just dial it back. Get an editor or work with somebody you trust to sort of like work on these concepts with you. Right. Yeah, because it was strange, right? Wasn't this one just a car crash? Yeah, and he has so many. He just, to me, is like, reminds me of someone who like has these great ideas and wants to do them and is not fully executing them. Like there was this one thing he did a few weeks ago where he was on Dynamite and he was in the crowd and he was wearing a trench coat. But it was like a very obvious I'm in disguise trench coat, like oh. a Dick Tracy kind of <laughs> trench coat. Do you remember this? Yes, I do remember that. And like, it's like that's cool. I kind I dug it, but I don't get why he would have that. You know what I mean? <laughs> why would Darby Allen have this Dick Tracy disguise? I don't know. Yeah. I, again, it, it's it all depends on what's Darby's ideas that are getting through versus what's uh, Tony Khan's ideas getting through versus whatever the rest of their creative. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do agree that, um, I guess it's different, right? I, I it's mean, different, but they, it doesn't get the crowd hyped. I don't think. No, it doesn't. That's it's the very thing. Confusing. And they ran, they run the video and it's got this sad kind of music and that's okay. But I don't know. There's nothing, there's nothing getting the crowd in the mood until his music actually kicks in. Yeah. That's so. I don't know. It may, maybe it's serving no purpose. How about this? Run them at the end of your matches. Oh yeah. How about that? Does that like maybe that maybe that is sort of like a breaking kayfabe or whatever? But a, no, no. Mount Mankind was one of the few guys that actually he had outro music where and it was, remember it was the yeah, calming see, piano that would try to calm him down. So run the movie at the end of your <laughs> thing. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that serves, it. but again, these these guys are. Although I'm curious, what's next for Darby? Right, because he took. He took the pinfall from CM Punk, and yeah. now he took the pinfall from MJF, and he already had the TNT title. So what's right. what's next for Darby? I mean, a heel turn, heel Darby. I don't know how would a heel is a heel Darby a good idea? I don't know. It, well, the back, the locker room guy in me would be like, "How is your merchandise moving?" But the fan in me would be like. Could you just be enough is enough? I need to get darker and I'm going to turn on Sting? Well, I don't know. Here's the thing. AEW is doing something different, okay? I feel like, you know, not to jump ahead, but we had the Eddie Kingston CM Punk uh, match. And, 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 you know, we've had some time off here, so we didn't even get to go over their promo on Rampage. Wow, yeah. You know what I mean? Which I I think I I texted you during it. I was like, it blew me away. I was like, wow. And it made me cringe. I was like... This didn't feel like a wrestling promo. This felt like when, like you're at work and somebody gets in an argument <laughs> and it starts to get real. That's a good point. You yeah. know, and yeah. it felt cringy and like it was a it was a total shoot. And it just, you could even feel elite CM Punk when, I guess when maybe almost he went from saying I'm doing a wrestling promo to this is a shoot. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to that because I have a lot of. I have a lot of thoughts on that. Okay, this is very disorganized. Yeah. No, 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 it's okay. Free form. No, but you were talking about, do you want Darby to kind of like start to pull the curtain back a little bit? What I'm saying is you can have now an instance where two guys are baby faces and they just get in a fight. Yeah. You know? That's true. And I think that that is uh, something folks would like to see. I think think that gives you a whole other stream of possible storylines. Because one of the things that... uh, AWs, they don't have a lot of belts right now. 
No. So they can't really do – they're limited on what they can do with belt storylines. So they need something else. Yeah, well, their their ambiguous gray area uh, baby face heel stuff works way better than WWE's because I'm I'm of the mind that you do need to have somebody who's a baby face and you need to have somebody who's a heel. Yeah. But I'm also okay with if you let the fans decide it versus you cramming it down people's throat. Right, and couldn't you just be the baby face in the heel for this particular program? Right. It's not like you need to – you know, change your complete character. No, but in this, in this, in this particular disagreement, I'm the bad guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, that could work. That's real life. Yeah, right. It's just like we're not always right, and that's yeah. a, another thing that we'll get into with the with the Cody. Yeah, stuff. Who's kind right, of we're jumping all over the place. So what match no, are we on now? No, next up. No, but uh, thumbs up. I again. Well, spoiler alert. We're going to give all these matches a thumbs up. I'm sorry. This is not a rating. This is just our opinions. Yeah. Uh, the next one. Oh, okay. I got something. I'm going to give a thumbs down to. So next match was the Lucha Brothers against FTR. Okay. So my thumbs down is. I know Penta lost the rights to his name, and he's one of our favorite wrestlers. But Penta El Cero Miedo is just too much. I didn't know that that's why he wasn't – that's why he changed his name. Right, yeah, because he was – He was Pentagon yeah, Jr. Pentagon Jr. Uh-huh. And then in even in uh, Lucha Underground, wasn't he Dark Pentagon? At some point, he was Pentagon Dark. It's just too much. It's just Penta El Cero Miedo. It's just too much. Like they took – that's like naming, you know, do you smell what The Rock is cooking instead yeah. of just The Rock. It's just <laughs> too much. So thumbs down to that name change. But thumbs up, obviously, these guys are phenomenal athletes. Yeah. And Ray Phoenix and having them as the Lucha brother, you know, and having them have the straps, like you said, the music, everything about them works. Another big intro. You know, love that. Yeah, that was a big one. And they, they have their that their translator. So everything works up for them, for me, except the name. But there, there's my thumbs down. Yeah. But they defeated FTR, Dax Harward and Cash Wheeler, uh, who actually have the AAA belts, which right. I don't know if that confuses people or not of which belt is on the line. But yeah. Obviously, great match. I am happy that FTR, did you notice? And and I think it started very casually, started coming out to a version of the Midnight Express music. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, I was I was trying to place that music, and I was even going to ask you, I was like, is this an old song? Yeah, it's the old Midnight Express music. Right. And they, and they even started wearing some of their trunks. I love how they honor all the tag teams of past. You know, yeah. they've done it with the Hard Foundation. They've done it with the Midnight. I am curious if they got Jim Cornette's blessing to use that a version of that. I'm music. sure he loves them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he, a huge... he said he, that would be the only uh, guys he'd come over to AEW for to manage them. Wow. That would be great to see. But uh, I, we knew this match was going to deliver, deliver. How uh, how was it live? For the for this match, anything stand. You got a great picture again. Check out our our socials. You got Penta's boot right in uh, Cash Wheeler's face. Yeah, I mean, you know, you get a really good perspective of the size of Penta and Ray. You know, they're big dudes. They're not small guys. Yeah. Um, it just looked spectacular up close. I don't even know how to describe it because you can you can see as clear as you can see it on television. Basically, you know what I mean. You've yeah. got that perspective. But but um, you're not getting the audio commentary, so you're seeing the story actually play out right in front of you with no one describing it for you. Wow! And you just really get a sense of how talented these these performers are. You know that they can actually just they're communicating with the crowd. I feel like everything that they do feels house showish. Yeah. You know, 
and it, it just it, it gets the crowd hyped. They've got the big when Penta did the uh, Eddie Guerrero thing. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that was huge. Yeah, that one that went that was really big. Yeah, and, and you you nailed it when it says it feels like a house a special house show, and that's that's the talent between these four guys. But that's also the respect that comes from FTR of yeah. just like this is how tag team wrestling has should be because mm-hmm. when tag team wrestling is done well. It's awesome. I was a little worried about how they were going to work together because Penta, you know, uh, Lucha Bros do obviously the more AAA style. Yeah. But then now now FTR is a AAA champ. You think they're getting booked down there? Yeah, they don't know. They're 100% getting booked down there. Are they doing doing that Lucha gimmick? Because they they, they have something going on with these Lucha masks. Yeah, I don't know what that was. One of them gets, uh, I forgot which one put it on, but... He started to feel like, you know, Polk up or something like that. Like yeah. He was getting powers. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hey, they were, uh, remember the Killer Bees used to do that, and they called it Mask Confusion. Oh, no. Yeah, no. so <laughs> I think that was their version of that. So I'd like to see them have a Killer Bees version of that mask that they're going to do that. But it was something with, the, uh, with frogs, right? There's something, the gimmick is something around frogs, and I know that's why they were using the green mask. But mm, I th- it had sure. something to do with the hopping around, and I, I think it's a way of getting heel heat. Yeah, you know, on FTR, who are straight up, you know, their heels. Yeah, you know, Tully, uh, who's a heel. Uh, but yeah, thumbs up, good match. Uh, next up, we we got the match that I would have thought opened the show, but didn't. Mm-hmm. We had Brian Danielson uh, defeating Miro by technical submission. Uh, we knew this was going to be good. It was a rematch from one of their WWE days, except this is new, as you call them, Mini Brock Lesnar versus Miro. Yeah. They were hitting each other hard. Well, I mean, this is Brian Danielson versus Miro, which we've never seen before. Yeah. They're completely different versions of their WWE characters. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, we've never seen this before. Match was great. Brian Danielson just, I don't know, man. The dude is, the dude, did you see they were doing a little bit of uh, Rocky in this? What do you mean? Did you get the Rocky thing when they were just like um, punch hitting each other back and forth? Oh, yes, yes. Man, he just, like... I, he's just like I came here to be a wrestler, mm-hmm. and he's not kidding, man. He loves getting hit. Yeah, <laughs> they're just hitting each other hard too. And Miro's no joke. Yeah. You know, Miro's a legit shooter too, right? Like he's a judo shooter too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, for to have these two guys in there, you knew he was gonna be good. And they gave him twenty minutes. Everybody got ample amount of time for their matches. Yeah, because Brian. Here's the only thing I have uh, a question about Brian. You know, he's sticking away from the yes chant because he's keeping to his word. How is he staying over? Like, he gets the pop when he comes out, you know, obviously, and he has the little bit of the the flight of the Valkyries. But is he staying over? Like, because now I feel like, and I think he's okay with this. He might be doing this by design. He doesn't get the same reactions that he did when he was in WWE. Yeah. Because he's not doing the yes chant. Oh, right. Right. So like it's hard. Like I feel like he almost struggles to like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. So I'm just going to hold my arms open wide. But he might not care because he didn't come here to be an attraction. He came here to be a wrestler. Wait, I mean, he still rocks the plain white tee in every interview. Yeah, exactly. He's he's not trying to send any kind of message right now other than I am a wrestler. Yeah, I'm a wrestler and I'm going to just come here and I'm going to fight. And he's amazing. Like his work in the in AEW is like the best of his career. I think. Oh yeah, this is. I mean, you're getting Ring of Honor, Brian. Yeah. You know where he just didn't get the opportunity to do that yeah, in and, WWE. And he's, he's just experienced every every match that he's done thus far has been like five star. 
So yeah. is he staying over? I don't know. I think he's still in that uh, we're so happy to have you back period. Yeah. But his matches are killer. It's not like CM Punk. I think CM Punk is starting to finally get past that. Yeah. We're, we're just happy to be back period. But uh, Brian Danielson is still in that we're so happy to see you. We, we love the new song. Come to a match, and that's great. But yeah. no particular angles going on right now. Yeah, no. My, my questions are definitely not even around his matches, which are five-star. My question is, when he first came back, it would have been like, oh, my God, this is Brian Danielson, who we've been on this journey with for so long. He's going to immediately get the belt. He's going to be like Hogan when he went to WCW. Like, you got to give the belt to him. Yeah. Now, fast forward, this is the new, this is the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, who has these solid five-star matches. And now he's the number one contender to have that belt. Now, do you say, do you put the belt on him? Because yeah. to me, I think right now, Adam Page is more over than Brian Danielson. Yeah. Right? I would agree. That I think the fans are would rather see it on Adam Page. So I think that the it, folks that have been watching AW since it began, he's definitely way more over. Yeah. You know, if you're new to the channel, you might recognize Brian Danielson more immediately. But right. if you know his long if you know Hangman's long man long term story. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's gonna be interesting because now going back, you know, call back to what you were talking about, we're gonna have that baby fist baby face versus baby face match because he's in the number one contender and spoiler alert for the main event here. Adam page is now the ADW world champion. They saw it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, so like here we are at a point where AEW does something that I think is interesting than more interesting than the other wrestling company. It made more sense for Miro to win. Correct. It made more sense for Miro to win. And we get an Adam page Miro program. Yeah. Good. That would have been great, and I would have loved to see that. We're not getting that. No. So now Daniel Bryan is the number one contender. Undefeated number one contender, and Unde they're starting to push that now. Undefeated. Undefeated number one contender. Yeah. So um, we've got Adam Page. No way Adam Page is losing the belt, right? Right. No way he's dropping the strap on his first defense. But it's Daniel Bryan. Right. So it's good. Could it, could it be? Could yeah. it just like, this is the American dragon. Right. Can he, can he beat Adam page on the first? So what is going to be that finish? And hats off to Tony Khan that he's not a big DQ count out guy. Yeah. You know, there are clean finishes in there. So it's going to be interesting and we're going to get that baby versus baby that you just talked about. But uh -huh. I think we're going to get a little bit what we saw with punk and Eddie. There's going to be a, Big group of people that are going to be solely behind Adam Page and not behind Brian Danielson, and that's going to be new to Brian. Yeah, that is going to be very new. But I, again, he's uh, clearly even if you weren't in the business, you can clearly see he is a generous performer, and he will help anybody get over. You know, and I think he proved that even in the other company when he was the other side of Kofi mania before yeah. it was Yesel mania. And he right. was very generous. So I'm not worried about that. I just, like you said, and look, it worked because now we're interested because the clear thing was just like, let Miro go over and fight Adam page. Cause now you got good guy versus bad guy. And you don't have to worry about having your two hottest baby faces face each other. But that was the same thing that happened with WrestleMania six and it worked so well. Right. So maybe they're okay with that. And I think I'm okay with that. But 
I just think it's interesting now is Brian's not necessarily going to be the most over in this match. Yeah. But again, I don't want to take away that it's going to be interesting where they go with Miro from here because they're going, they've rebuilt him a few times. Mm-hmm. Bring in Lana. I just, that's what I want to see. Bring her in because I think Lana will, Lana will be there. I think Lana will come. I think she needs, I think he, I think he needs, because he just talks about it so much and he just does. like, I think it's part of it, but he just, you know, he put Brian over. But I don't think going over and not going over doesn't hurt in this company as much as it would in the other company because yeah. with the 50 50 booking, I think people are very forgiving, especially when the matches are so good. And it was a 20 minute beat the crap out of each other match. Yeah. So I, and it all felt so, again, it, it, it all works like what you're talking about when it just feels, it feels real. And this feels like Brian is, I want to be a wrestler. And Miro does believe he's, you know, God, God's greatest champion. And, mm-hmm. and it worked. Yeah. It was how, a great match. So how you- was, uh, how over was Brian with the, like, was it a huge pop? What did he have the pop of the night? Um, did he have the pop of the night? I don't think so. No, I think the pop of the night was definitely for Hangman. Yeah, I mean, because everybody knew that was coming. But yeah, hang, pop of the night was Hangman. They had the they had a cool video beforehand, you know. But um, you know, Daniel Bryan, huge Miro too, P- folks. I think the crowd was split a little bit. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah, I can see that. again. I just feel like he he's he found his. I think he's getting into his comfort zone quicker than even CM Punk. We're still just so happy you're here. I think that they're finding ways, and this is evolving in AEW, to create storylines that don't involve a belt. Yeah, and they're doing they're they're doing they some interesting to. things. They have to, and I'm cool with that. You know, um, especially there's just so much talent. What matters is that we want to see the matches. I don't know how folk you could maybe have some insight there on the the uh, what what the performers would be feeling because there's just not not there's not a lot of belts. Not everyone the people aren't going to get a run. I think that. Unlike we've said before, WWE does, they position everyone as a star, you know, everyone as a potential champion. AEW can't do that. They don't have enough belts. But can they create these storylines that still give folks a great spot on the show? Yeah. You know, I like I said, Miro is just a great character now. They've they've got him to the point where you want to see what he's doing next. Daniel Bryan, he's still in the, uh, you know, he's still in the uh, lovey-dovey period, which is yeah. glad he's back. So, overall, I thought it was, I thought it was a great match. It would have, I thought it made sense for Mirror to win, but it also, I understand why you'd have Bryan win as well. It wasn't by a sneaky pin either, too. No. It was, ta- well, he didn't tap, right? He passed out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he passed out, which yeah. is again that that came off very UFC. Uh huh. That is just like I'm not tapping, but I'm I'll pass out, yeah. which is. Which, which is fine. I, I think that's a very legitimate finish, especially for two guys like this. So thumbs up. Going to be really interesting what we see with these two guys next. <laughs>